Good morning. Today is Friday, February 18, 2022. Rabbi Yehuda Amital used to tell this story, but this is much more than a story he often repeated. It was, he said, the foundation on which he built his magnificent yeshiva in Israel, Har Etzion, and it was an expression of the essence of his character and his behavior throughout his life. And the story goes like this. It concerns Rabbi Schneer Zalman of Ladi, who was the founder of Chabad. He is the author of Tanya, and he is known as the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe, Rabbi Schneer Zalman of Ladi. And his grandson, his grandson was Rabbi Menachem Mendel. He was known by the name of the work that he wrote, Tzemach Tzedek. So you have the Alter Rebbe, the grandfather, and Tzemach Tzedek, the grandson, both great Torah scholars. It happened that they were once studying Torah, each one by themselves in a separate room. And the apartment in which they were living had three rooms, one after the other. In the back room was the Alter Rebbe. The middle room was his grandson, the Tzemach Tzedek. They're both studying Torah on their own, involved in their learning. And the front room, there was a baby sleeping in a bassinet. The baby was sleeping in the outer room. So again, three rooms. One, two, three. Front room, the baby. Middle room, Tzemach Tzedek. Back room, the Alter Rebbe. The baby began to cry. The Tzemach Tzedek, who was closest to the baby, was engrossed in his Torah learning. He didn't notice the baby crying. But his grandfather, the Alter Rebbe, in the back room, further away, heard the baby crying, came out of his room, went to the front room to soothe the baby until the baby stopped crying and went back to sleep. On his way back into his room, the Alter Rebbe stopped in the middle of the room and he spoke to his grandson, the Tzemach Tzedek. And he said to him, if someone is studying Torah, and fails to hear the cry of a baby, there is something very wrong with their Torah study. In this week's Torah portion, we have one of the most difficult passages, the Egel Hazahav, the Golden Calf. We've discussed several aspects of it this week. I want to focus on a particularly cryptic exchange. Vayar ha'am ki Moshe. The people saw that Moshe was late. Remember Moshe after God revealed himself in Sinai, Moshe said he was going to the top of the mountain for 40 days and he was going to come back with the rest of God's Torah. But Moshe was late. And the people came up with a plan. 
And they made a golden calf. Now, Moshe is still on the top of Mount Sinai with God. Moshe hasn't actually seen this, but God, who obviously was using FaceTime, knew what was going on. And God says to Moshe, while Moshe is with him on the top of Mount Sinai, before Moshe knows anything about this, God says to Moshe, Lech raid, go back down. Your people are bringing destruction. They have made a golden calf. So even before Moshe terrified to hear this, even before Moshe goes down to actually see what's going on and to try to deal with it, immediately, the first thing Moshe does, Vayichal Moshe Espenei Hashem Moshe starts to pray to God, Shuv Mecharon Apecha, V'hinachem al Hara'ola Mecha, Hashem forgive them, before he even knows what happens, before he even knows why it happened, or what was behind it? The first thing Moshe does, God, please forgive them. Shuv mecharon apecha. Don't be so angry at your people. And don't cause any harm to your people. Okay. Vayifen vayered Moshe minahar. Then Moshe goes down the mountain to see what's going on, to deal with it. On his way down, to the bottom of Mount Sinai, he meets Yehoshua, his student, the one who will become his successor after Moshe passes away. Apparently, Yehoshua was not present at the location of the golden calf. Some commentators explain that Yehoshua partially accompanied Moshe on his way up to the top of Mount Sinai, and Yehoshua stayed at the base of the mountain waiting for Moshe to come back. So Yehoshua was not present at the golden calf. Yehoshua was there at the base of the mountain as Moshe came down. Vayishma Yehoshua es kol ha'am bere'o. And Yehoshua and Moshe heard a very loud noise coming from the direction of where the people were, where the camp was. So they heard this great noise, this loud noise, Vayishma Yehoshua's kol ha'ambareyo, Vayomer al-Moshe, Yehoshua, they both heard the noise, but Yehoshua says to Moshe, Kol milchama b'machaneh, that is the sound of war that we hear from the camp. Vayomer, and Moshe responds. Now, let me interrupt for just a moment. Our sages tell us the following. Moshe said to himself, Adam shuhu asid lahanhig shrara al shishim ribo. This young man 
who is going to grow up and he is become he is going to become the leader of the entire Jewish people, the Eino Yodea Lahavchin Ben Kol Lakol, and he doesn't know how to distinguish between one type of noise and another type of noise. In other words, Moshe was a little bit disappointed in Yehoshua when Yehoshua said, this sound is the sound of war. And Moshe understood that he needed to teach Yehoshua a lesson, a critical lesson to prepare him to eventually become the leader after Moshe's own passing. So Moshe says to Yehoshua, Vayomer, Moshe says to Yehoshua, Ein kol anos gvura, the noise that we hear is not the noise of strength and power, the ain call anos halusha, and it's not the noise of weakness. Call anos anochi shomea. What I hear is the sound of anos, the noise of anos. What is Moshe trying to teach Yehoshua? And what is kol anos? What does the word mean? I want to share with you the answer that Rabbi Shimon Schwab gives. It's an incredible answer, and every single one of us needs to pay close attention to this. Yehoshua heard the noise of screaming and yelling coming from the camp. And Yehoshua said, this is kol milchama. It is the voice, the sound of rebellion, of triumph, of the sound of people who have abandoned God. It's the sound of people who are revolting against God. It is the sound of an uprising. That's the sound that I hear. And Moshe said to him, Yoshua, as a future leader, you need to understand and distinguish between one kind of noise and another kind of noise. The noise that you and I hear now from the distance, that's not the sound of rebellion. That's not the sound of people who are revolting against God, who are triumphant in their disobedience of God's command. This is called anos. What does anos mean? Rav Schwab explains it's related to the word inui, which means pain or fear. Moshe said to Yoshua, this is the cry of people who are in pain. The noise that you and I hear now, that's the noise of people who are afraid. They're suffering. And they're afraid because they don't know what happened to me and they think that they're left without a leader. They're not rebelling against God. They're screaming in pain and fear. And they don't know where to turn.
That's what kol anos is. The cry of pain. The cry of fear. And this is such a critical lesson for every single one of us because so often we hear people making noise. Loud noise. And we think to ourselves, they're angry. They're rising up against us. They're jealous. They're mean. They're complaining. Very often, the truth is, they are in pain. And they're afraid. Now, this doesn't excuse bad behavior. But in order to respond effectively, we need to listen carefully to why they are making such noise. Because someone in pain, someone who is afraid, needs a very different response. Every one of us should live Rabbi Amital's story and Moshe's lesson to determine if the noise that we hear is perhaps caused by fear or pain and then to work to soothe it, to alleviate it in whichever way we can. My friends, I want to wish you a beautiful day and a wonderful Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.